Wow, it's Get Animated, the anime recap show from the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed Beach Bar Margarita, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed Rayman Snorting Cocaine. Matt Apodaca, hello everyone. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Get Animated as we continue, or I guess conclude, our short miniseries about Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Is that a is that redundant short miniseries? Hmm. I guess miniseries in the age of White Lotus can be a bit a bit more substantial and sprawling because that's, that's true. That's considered that was considered like a limited series or miniseries, now just a series. But you know, and it's original. How about this? Mm-hmm. Compared to say One Piece, every series is kind of a miniseries, isn't it? It's a good point, Matt. You know, so yeah, I guess we just we just consider if I, if we say miniseries, it means not One Piece. Yeah, exactly. Because a One Piece. I don't even know how many seasons there are. I know there's like thousands of episodes. At least, you know, sub 2,000, but more than yeah. 1,000. More than one piece as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Yeah, you could say that again. It sounds like it's a 1,000 pieces. Yeah, kind of put a little greater than sign in front of the one for one If piece. it were a puzzle, mm-hmm. it'd be mildly difficult. <laughs> you a puzzle guy? I do like a puzzle. It's not something that I do often. I don't really have... I don't have like a table big enough here... That doesn't yeah. have other stuff on it at all times where that's, I can just like do a puzzle. And that's a that's a, a you know a a puzzle challenge of apartment life. We we mm-hmm. ran into the same sort of thing, and Natalie and I were were big into puzzles for a while during the pandemic. When we were just like, ah, oh, we need some activity. Uh, so we were doing we were doing a lot of physical puzzles, but it's like, yeah, this is the table where we eat dinner now has to be the puzzle table. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, so that that was a little bit of a that's a little bit of an obstacle. Uh, she still does a lot of puzzles on. You know, she'll just play on online, just to, just solves virtual puzzles. But I kind of have fallen oh. off of the puzzle, the puzzle train. Our our buddy uh, Sean Diston as well was a big puzzler. I don't know if he's still doing puzzles, but he was doing puzzles big time during the pandemic. That that's. I mean, I wish we did we did a handful. We did some that uh, my my then girlfriend, now fiance, uh, she her mom yeah has so many puzzles in their house that she would just kind of. She's framed a lot of them, which has become, I think, a post-pandemic obsession. Kind like, of. like finishing a puzzle and then framing it to show off that you did it. That's that fun. That you did it. But there's, it's like, if you went to their house, it's like a museum for finished puzzles. Kind wow. of. There's, there's so many, so many puzzles that are finished, and we got, we got her some interesting ones because you know you kind of get bored of like the regular scenes, right? You know, yeah, a bunch sure. of cats in a basket, a bunch of cats sitting by a bunch of fruit or whatever right. it is a, a famous painting you may have seen before as a puzzle but there's there's some that are like different shapes right sure they have like a they, they'll have like a circular puzzle that has a you know you know um weird design on it some sort of like modern art aesthetic and those are those are hard those are challenging yeah when the when the pieces are like a kind of a different form factor than you're used mm-hmm. to uh, or I I know some people like the hardcore puzzlers will like try to solve a puzzle upside down so they don't have any context where the image is, is supposed to be. Yeah, and that to me is like I get it. I understand that that that's just. But that's also like the level of that's like the person who is just like putting you know 
the fucking uh, habaneros on everything they eat because they've just had so much spicy yeah. food that they just like need like the more potent version of it now. Like their their taste buds have been suppressed. Like the reasons are like for me part of the fun of the puzzle is just like make watching the picture come together. Yeah, that's like watching the TV with the TV off. Like what are right. you doing? Yeah, I'm trying to see what's going on here. But what harder to follow up? the show if that's the challenge. That's true. Like I want to but... piece together what's going on here, but I I can't watch it. That's that's that... really that's on another level. I don't know about you. Maybe I do. But for me... Oh, yeah. You know about me. For me, I want things to be as easy as they can be. <laughs> yeah, I'm into I'm into ease just generally. Now, there, there's certain things where I like some challenge. I appreciate some challenge. Certainly yeah, I know. You, yeah, things, you like spicy food, but you're not, trying, like to spicy go, foods. You're not trying to go crazy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, spicy maybe, for flavor. Maybe what not we, so much like... My mouth's on fire. You when know? I was a little bit younger, I might have just like really been seeing how far I could push myself, and now I just I can't quite take it on the same level, but I still enjoy it. Give me easy stuff all the time. I I love easy stuff. Yeah, I'm into easy mode. A puzzle with like four pieces, man, made I'll of wood. Knock that out real quick. <laughs> Feel like a I do have this like genius over on my shelf. It's just a little bit too far away for me to go get it, mm-hmm. but I have this. It's this little wooden box that I have. And I have tied a rubber band around it because if the top of the box falls open, mm-hmm. the pieces inside the box fall open. It's a 3D wood block puzzle. Oh, wow. And it took me days. <laughs> and it's, there's not that many pieces. It's, it's like seven, it's like eight pieces or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, but the, they're, you know, they're cut in a... It's, I guess it's not eight pieces. It's like three layers. But like they are cut a certain way that they only fit a certain way. And so once they're out, you have to solve it to put it back in the box right 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 but it that's a that's a fun thing to do when you're sort of like watching a tv show that like you're not too invested in like if you're watching something like the golden bachelor or whatever or even this current season of survivor and you're just like i'll just they're doing a puzzle yeah i'll do something idle too right i'll do some sort of thing that doesn't take they could i can divide my brain power to kind of have this task while while they're looking for idols i'll do something idle matt that's really well crafted i've said it Let's uh let's talk about anime a little bit here because that is yeah, the business please. of the day. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about Captain Laserhawk, uh, as as I mentioned. But before we do that, a question comes up: What we've been weebin'? What we've been weebin'? Nick, do you want to go first? Uh sure. I'll tee things off. Uh, so I'm caught up now with Jujutsu Kaisen season two, wow. uh, which I don't think I've talked about since was the initial kind of run of six episodes. Uh, and then there was a break, and then they came back, and they were d- they're doing the um uh the uh, uh the current arc, which I think is the Shibuya Station arc. What's it called? Shibuya Incident arc. That's what they're doing right now. Mm. Uh, and it, there's, so there's a few more episodes left in the season. I do. I feel like the 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 opinions have been a little bit divided. I think people Jujutsu Kaisen fans really like the first season and the second season. I think people are kind of like hot and cold on. Um, at least from what I've read of the fan reaction, I do think it's it's still one of the better looking shows uh, on TV. You know, we talked about that. We like the animation look of Captain Laserhawk, but I yeah. think there's just like a, a. I think they have just like a a, a bigger budget and just uh, you know a little bit more that they're able to do uh, with a show like this. So you know, a lot of the 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 action sequences in their episodes are basically entirely action sequences are are really really well done one thing i really like about this show just in terms of and i and i guess this i haven't read the manga but i have to assume that's that's the a big part of it as well is that the kind of like uh satoru gojo who is like the 
this blindfolded, um, uh, you know, like a more established jujitsu sorcerer. He is basically OP. He's like an OP mm -hmm. good guy. And he is like the most, seems to be the most important character in this universe. There's even a point in the second season where they just sort of talk about like when he came on the scene, he forever altered the pre the balance of power and just sort of made it like we're living in like a post, you know, a post Gojo reality, basically. He's just like this, this, per this extremely consequential individual but he's not the main character and that's yeah. a really interesting choice because you would a lot of these it would be like hey we're just going to make this guy we're, we're going to make him the cent the centerpiece but he's he's a supporting character and he's like uh on ice for much of the second season uh the same way that that uh, uh yuji itadori who is who is the protagonist like he also will like has stepped away from the action a lot during the second season so it's just it's just kind of dancing around a little bit and mm. i think because it's kind of so scattered that's why it maybe feels a little bit uneven and why it's maybe had a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I, I guess a, a, a little bit more muted reaction. But I don't know. I still really enjoy it. I, I just have like sometimes I just have to because so much of it I've talked about before how this is kind of like X-Men. Like there's just like yeah. every all these different sorcerers all have their kind of different powers and attributes and uh, their their different move sets. And there will be like entire episodes that are centered around like some supporting characters just fighting each other. Uh, and uh, it it's just is a it like there those are points where I'm just like you know what I'm I'm not gonna worry too much about exactly what's going on uh, with this you know blood technique. I'm just gonna watch the action and just sort of like kind of let it wash over me and because all a lot of this shit is just like uh, everyone talking about their uh, like how like what the move is going to be made and how they would counter it and what their specific ability lets them do and stuff and uh, all that sort of shit. I was like, yeah, if I, fucking whatever, it looks cool. Like I'm just I'm I'm gonna like yeah. I'm gonna enjoy this on the level of it looks cool and not try to understand exactly what's going on because I can grasp the larger narr narrative. But one character who uh, and man, I, I I apologize if I'm repeating myself from a previous episode but it has like been a thing that's advanced over the course of the season there's a character Mekamaru who is kind of a you know a, a, he's still a supporting character this season but he did but like last season he was just kind of there and here he has yeah. like major plot consequences and kind of like a really like heart-wrenching sort of arc uh, and uh and I don't know it's just it's just kind of cool to like have this character that was around and then add all these extra layers to them when uh, as they develop and, and as they have a lot more prominence in uh, in this arc. So yeah, I'm, I've been enjoying it. Well, I'll probably save my thoughts. As of this recording, we're, we're a little bit uh, ahead of the calendar here. So as of this recording, uh, we've just uh, I've just watched episode 39. That's the last one that aired. So I will probably wait on uh, on any more Jujutsu Kaisen thoughts until after I finish the second season. Um, which will be, you know, whatever. I don't know if it's another 25 episodes or however long the first one was, but uh, it'll, it'll be later this year. But yeah, that's what I've been weaving, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, um, and overall enjoying myself. Matt, how about you? I got to catch back up with that. I, I fell off of the show, uh, but it, I, I did enjoy it, and I, I obviously enjoyed the movie, too, when we talked about that. So I, I think I got to just get back into it. My weaving has, like... The, uh, just 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 because you mentioned the movie the yeah. so the movie which I which I really like the um uh the the first I think six episodes of season two are like basically a prequel for the movie so like they, oh. the timeline is they take place before Jujutsu Kaisen zero which takes place before Jujutsu Kaisen season one so you start there and mm -hmm. then you jump forward in time and then the Ch Shibuya incident arc 
takes off from there. So okay. it's 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 structured in an interesting way. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah, I do. I should just get back into it because I did. I've enjoyed every bit of it that I've seen so far. Um, but I, I, Nick, I think I've maybe mentioned this in the past. Obviously, it, it must have come up when we've talked about my love of God of War. Sure. But I love I love Greek mythology. Right. I love Greek mythology. I took a I took like a Greek myth class in college as like an English credit, and I just I I love it. Can't get enough yeah. of it. Love the game Hades. Right. Hades is great. Love to see. I gotta get back to, to Hades. I think I gotta get back to Hades too. Actually, I, I I've been missing Hades. Although it's you so said good. Hades, get back to Hades too. Hades two, the sequel. Yeah, is coming up. So I actually don't know when that when that's releasing. Is that a twenty twenty four release? I sure as hell hope so because I I love Hades. Great game. It's great game. So I this show had been on my radar for a little bit. And I hadn't started it, but I, I decided to. I watched one episode today, this morning, and it's called Blood of Zeus. Have you heard mm, of this? No, I'm not familiar with Blood of Zeus. Blood of Zeus is on Netflix, and it's it's by Powerhouse Animation Studios, and it's it's awesome. It has that sort of like what I assume I guess is the vibe of like a Vinland saga, where it's like very uh, gory and and bloody and stuff. Mm. Uh, at least season one, as far as I understand from how you two have talked about it. But it takes, it's, uh, the basic premise of this show is that there are these demons that have come uh, to Olympus and Earth. And the story is like this guy, Heron, is a demigod and he's a son of Zeus, mm. right? And so he's tasked with having to try to stop these demons from wrecking havoc. And right. it's, it's great. It's a lot of fun, and well, it's not fun. It's actually very serious. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's fun to watch because in in that same way that you talked about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, where you're not necessarily going to be too worried about what actually is going on and just enjoying like how it looks. It looks fucking great. Mm. It looks so good. The there was a part where he like picked up this woman in a river. And he like picked her up, and she what? like who, who picks her up? Heron. Uh, Heron. Okay. Uh, and uh, he like he picks her up to be like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And he didn't, he didn't say, oh my gosh. Let me make that clear. He did not say, oh my gosh. That was that was a mat editorialization. Right. But he picks her up. Gee golly, you all yeah. right, Miss? Yeah. Holy smokes. He's Morty. You're in a tight spot. Oh jeez. <laughs> but he he picks her up. Scoop. And she, like, we got to help this woman in the river. I always want to say that Scooby's going to say jinkies, and he doesn't say that. <laughs> he doesn't say that. He no. might say it. He's heard it before. Yeah. At the very least. But he picks her up, and she, like, splits in half, and all her, like, intestines spill out. Whoa. It was nasty. Whoa. It was really nasty. The demons look really cool. Obviously, they're very bad, but uh, he's... It's, I've only watched one, so I don't have a sense of what the, what the broader sense of it is but they meet this guy Elias who's like an old man and he sort of befriends them and sort of tells them what to do but then you find out that Elias is Zeus in disguise and Zeus is always doing shit like that yeah that's what he does he's sort of like the master of disguise yeah pistachio disguise he is very pistachio disguise esque although a lot a lot hornier he's a lot hornier he'll like eat his kids too um he's actually problematic fave He's a problematic fave for yeah. sure. We stand a problematic king, absolutely. But you know how those da- those mugs say "world's best dad." Yeah, 
his mug would actually probably say world's worst dad. Yeah, he's He's kind of a bad guy. But he's the god. Anyway, I might stick with it. I I, I definitely wanted to, I wanted to watch a second one, but then I uh, was like, "Oh, we have to record right now." So I, I <laughs> Oh, so you started like this morning. <laughs> I started it truly this morning, but I I would like to see more of it. There's only two seasons of it. Uh, yeah. But it looks it looks really cool. Actually, I'm wrong. One season, eight episodes. Well, that's not a big commitment. You know, not a big commitment. I can knock that out. How are they? Are they half hours? Half. They're, they range from 25 to 37 minutes, according to this Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, just knock all those out. Yeah. You, you, you're already interested in the subject matter. You know, to, to take it all in. I'm going to take it in. And and that's 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 what I'm weaving right now. Now this is a this is a Western series, is my understanding. Is it because it kind of have an anime like aesthetic? Is it sort of inspired, uh, or or you know, or is it just kind of like uh, it, from a character design perspective? It does. Yeah, it okay. has more of an anime uh, aesthetic. It's um, I guess the animation was outsourced to a South Korean studio, Mua Film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 great. It's I th- I think it's a worth a uh, worth a watch, and I, I think I'll continue to watch it. Well, you know, another Western produced series worth a watch, Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, uh, which we are wrapping up here. Uh, episodes five and episode six, titled Episodes Five and <laughs> Episode Six. So far, the naming convention of this show easiest of the uh, of the ones we've done. Very easy to follow. That you just, you know, what's this episode called? Well, what's the number of it? Uh, five. Okay, then it's going to be called episode five. Great. Yeah. I don't even need to update my notes. Okay, well, what do we call episode, episode six? Um, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? Yeah. Points. I uh, can't wait to tell that one on After Midnight. Yeah. Um, get some points there. We're all uh, going to okay. be on it. We're all going to be on it. So let's see. Episode five begins with AI Rayman. We know it's an AI Rayman because we soon see the real Rayman, but an AI Rayman uh, who is uh, just talking through a recap of the events of episodes four, uh, I guess just episode four, the events of episode four, what happened at the end of it, uh, over shots of Night City, um, just kind of seeing a, a sort of tableau of all the uh, different things that are happening in this dystopian uh, metropolis. I called it Night City again. It's actually called, it's Mega City, right? I think so, yeah. But last, Night City, last it's, time, it's... last time we were like, what's it called? And we're like, 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 oh wait, it's called Eden. And no, it's not Eden's a corporation, but the city is actually called Mega City, I think, or like Mega City fourteen or something. Yeah, but this time I think because I had the Night City stuff in my head when I was watching it. Yeah. I was like this is Night City. It's just Night City. It's just easier to call it Night City. Let's just stick with Night City. So Rayman <laughs> is coked up as per your uh designated name. Yes. As per yourself proclaimed, he is coked up in his penthouse. It's completely trashed. Uh, and he's like they really did it. They replaced me. He's watching himself on camera. Uh, talk through everything that's happening. Um, and uh, as this is going on, the board of directors cuts in. Uh, the four-eyed assassin uh, and says, if you want the truth, talk to the frog. And back yeah. in the news report, it's revealed that Bullfrog has been arrested um, and is you know detained and awaiting execution. So from I know we this- talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit last week too, though, where yeah. um, like... The, the idea that they okayed this portrayal of Rayman. 
Yes. It's so interesting. And I don't want to harp on it too much, but Rayman was doing drugs. Yeah. He's a, he's a kid's character, this guy. No, for sure. I mean, like, obviously, Nintendo's going to let that, that them do that to Mario, and Sega wouldn't let them do that to Sonic. But I think, like, honestly, you could broaden it even further than I think a lot of, like... Yeah, I don't know who owns the Crash Bandicoot IP right now, but it's hard to think of, like, even though that's, like, an edgier character, it's hard to imagine yeah. that being, you know, some studio being given the leeway to depict him using hard drugs. Yeah. Uh, the Spyro the Dragon, you know, the the Sly Cooper, these are all sorts of mascots in the same sort of, uh, 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 you know, area. Yeah. Jack would do it. Jack should do Yeah, Jack would. I mean, Jack, Jack probably do does do it. He kind of looks like he does too. it. Yeah. yeah. Jack's horny. And also... But it's interesting that you say that they wouldn't let Sonic do it, but they uh, like allow all those pictures of him pregnant. That stuff is completely san- is fully sanctioned. They um, like that. They like it. They want more of it. They want to see uh, Sonic Shrek hybrid babies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, he, it, here's the thing. I feel like we've seen kind of the. I do. I, I, I do like this show. I do feel like we've kind of seen the, you know, the the squeaky clean character who's actually like a, you know, a, a oversexed drug addict behind the scenes. Like we, I think we've seen that a bunch of times by this point. It's kind of almost a trope. But it, but all that said, it is kind of jarring to see it with Rayman, yeah, uh, because his image is not is like nothing like that, and none none of his games, at least the ones I've played, would indicate there's any sort of, you know, anything tonally that. Um, counter to, uh, 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 to to expectations. Uh, anyway, so we got that going on. We use that as a baseline. Then we go to the new wasteland. Uh, this is the uh, uh, the desert badlands uh, where Dolph and Sarah are in VR headsets listening to Marcus. Yeah. And the way that we're seeing this in the white space is this this vast white psych uh, is that Sarah is digitized live action uh, while Marcus is animated, uh, which is a a fun contrast. Really um, interesting to look at. We also get a a giant sized Marcus, and I think we get a pretty clear Evangelion reference with the giant half head as yes. he's interrogating her. I loved that. Yeah, yeah, I was for sure. That was like, yeah, absolutely. End of Evangelion. Yeah, not 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 subtle there. Uh, so giant sized Marcus is talking to her. They have a bunch of you know, just like sort of back and forth, some existential stuff, and he says it's time for her to experience firsthand the power of the VR facility. So we cut to a digitized Sarah. And again, this is the, this is the, if, if in, in case you need a reminder for last week, if you're not watching the show, this is like a, this is a, a live action of the actor playing Sarah um, in a, in costume, uh, mm-hmm. but with like a, a digitized FMV full, you know, uh, early computer, digital video treatment, um, uh, heavily pixelated, falling from a great height above the wasteland. Also, she here has the, because she's in this this 3D space, she has like the aliased look of a PS1 character model, like the the jaggy lines. Yeah. Um, which is a cool detail. So she she is plummets from this height into a battlefield, and Marcus says she's going to appear, experience what it's like to fight Eden um, because he is, you know, in this in this VR purgatory punishing her for, you know, what she has her complicity in um, basically in immiserating everyone in the wasteland. Uh, we get to, we cut to a digitized Dolph on the beach uh, who's calling out for Fisher. This is again, he's also presented in live action and uh, he sees a beach bar in the distance and walks over there. This is all happening in a 2d animated look. Yeah. And he gets there and he's handed a margarita 
and his buddy Alex is there. I mean, I don't know if I call him buddy, but his uh, his lover who betrayed him. Yes. Uh, and I got to say, when I saw this, even though it was kind of early when I was watching it. Yeah. I was like, I'd love to be on a beach with a margarita right now. That sounds great. Yeah, it seems like fun. What a hoot. Yeah. I'm so rarely at like a beach bar. And I'm like, you know what? I could do that all the time. It's a I live in LA. It's a difficult balance because there's only like two modes at a beach bar, I think. Yeah. The ideal mode, which is like chill. And then what the mode usually is, which is everyone's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, just, it's a nightmare. It's a debacle. Yeah. I also like when I think about going to like, uh, oh, I got to go to the beach more and stuff. But I always think of like the the guy who spent too much time at the beach who just has that like mm-hmm. leathery, like sun scorched skin, you know? Yeah. They just kind of like, they, they get like a rough texture to them. They just look like a walking wallet. Yeah. And I'm like, I yeah. don't want to be that. Like, I don't want to be that super, like, what guy, like, guy who spent way too much time in the sun. But also, that's like, and then there's the other element of like, when, like, if I'm drinking outside during the day, I'm going to get so tired and so hot. And I think I like, I stop having fun after like half of a, like a frozen margarita, right? Right. Like that's yeah. the thing is like you reach like like that you want to get that sweet spot where you're just chilling but the nature of alcohol when you start drinking you start drinking too much uh, or at least I do and then mm-hmm. and then you're just sleepy and groggy and cuz it's hot out you feel like shit. So it's it's a, the the ideal of it is always better than it is in practice. Exactly. Yeah. I'd like to be at the at the beach for one drink for the length of time that it would take to show it in a commercial. Like Right. <laughs> that's yeah, it. yeah, and yeah. Then, and then I'm like, "Oh, I did it. Now I'm out of here." Yeah, exactly, yeah. The Corona commercials with Andy Samberg and Snoop Dogg. That seems like the amount of time you want to spend in that situation. Honestly, t- not a bad crew, too. Like, not a bad I, like, crew. That's like, I'm like, these are my guys. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Let's all crack a Corona. We'd have a blast. Anyway, this bar does look very appealing. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's meant to because it's this uh, VR space meant to kind of, uh, I guess, mentally manipulate Dolph as he's, uh, in, uh, you know, got this headset latched onto him. Uh, we see a now loading screen that happens here. And then we go to Eden HQ where Rayman is sneaking undercover. That's what this building is, right? It's like the Eden headquarters. Yeah. Okay. It's like this big, this big skyscraper that Rayman goes into this huge lobby. Uh, you know, I, I like kind of the, the, the dystopian detail of there's the huge line of suspects waiting for a trial. There looks like a bunch of hybrids just all like waiting in a line. And then you just hear a judge say guilty from the other room. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, let's see, let's see what's going on here. See this factory of injustice that's playing out. Uh, and then, uh, Rayman undercover approaches two guards. Uh, and, uh, I can't, but we haven't talked much about the, gu- like the general, like kind of police slash military and how their aesthetic is basically like they've got like white sort of you know kind of a stormtrooper look kind of a star wars stormtrooper look except they, yes. they looks like they have like an like a meta quest they're wearing over their eyes yeah like they i see you wearing some time sort of as VR well headset. too yeah. i was like it's like yeah they're vr but i wonder because we haven't seen that much of like what's going on with them they're just kind yeah. of guards but i wonder because they're and there is vr in this world yeah, they're guard. They, I mean, like, look, it's possible. There's that's that that's their what they're seeing is something like the uh, video game world we saw with mm-hmm. crazy ta- the the crazy taxi, you know, prison camp. Um, it's also possible these are just sort of like AR goggles. Also, it's just like a maybe it's just a little, uh, it it's just a little touch to just sort of like be like it's it's just sort of a visual, um, you know, a, a, a exploration of this uh, a, 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 of this 
uh, dystopia, this digital dystopia. Anyway, whatever it is, they do the the character designs do look cool, and they, these are also like their shock troops. Like they they work as security guards, they also work as police force, and they also work as infantry. So they're kind of a catch all Eden soldier. Mm-hmm. So Rayman approaches these two guards. He discard he discards his disguise, and he says he's supposed to be inside for his interview. And does a little like sort of a of a, of a, a charisma check here. He bluffs his way past them um, by invoking Red's name. Yeah, uh, and they just are like they let him through. They're like, oh, yeah, we gotta we gotta do that. It's like, oh wow, Rayman is is such a nice guy. Uh, basically, uses his celebrity to get into this room he's not supposed to be in. We go back to the wasteland. Yeah, where we see a live action Sarah walking through the destroyed machinery after a battle as a drone hovers overhead. Uh, she sees her dad wounded. Uh, her her this is Sam Fisher. Uh, he's lying in the battlefield. He's wounded, and he's like looking at her picture. He's so he's seeing this, and it's a thing of like, did this actually happen? Is this a I, you know? Like, I don't know if this is a, this is an actual flashback that Marcus has footage of that he's showing it to Sarah, right. or if it's just purely like a manipulation. Whatever it is, she's seeing this, and then the drone that's hovering overhead just fucking blows Sam to shit. Just fucking just, blasts him like. Almost the, you know how like when somebody gets shot out like in a movie yeah. and it's like very dramatic, but like in a comedy movie when they do it, they like overdo it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's like sort of what happened to him. Like they for sure killed him the first shot. Yeah, this is this is what would happen in like Jane Austen's Mafia with Jay Moore. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> it's the mob movie spoof from the post-Naked Gun era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know what? If we had known what what would become of Jay Moore, yeah, we should have made him the biggest star in the world. <laughs> you mean you mean uh, being married to Jeannie Buss, the owner? Yeah, of if the we would have known that he would be now part of the Lakers dynasty, <laughs> we should have do- given him a little more respect back in the day. And His fasc- walking impression that he learned from somebody else was is good. Fascinating career for old Moore. Yeah. Uh, he's his book. He has this book, "Gasking for Airtime," which I read. It's yeah. just about his time at SNL. It's a very slim volume. It's really self indulgent, and hmm. it's just. But he tells all these stories. But it includes just like a long thing about just how you know depressed and scared he was, and how he actually like just straight up stole someone's sketch. He just stole someone's bit. And it aired, and SNL added, ended up having to settle out of court with the person he he stole it from. And oh, he just Jesus. talks about this, like, you know, um, explicitly. So he had that. He had that run on SNL. And then he Can't had, like, they stole a sketch. <laughs> and then he had a show on Fox called Action that only was around for one season, but people said it was like, hey, that show's actually good. And then he was like star- co-starring with like Jennifer Aniston in like romantic comedies. Yeah. And he was like the he was like a comedy lead for a little bit. Uh, obviously his big thing in Jerry Maguire, that big supporting role. And that's now you see where him- That's he's great. Like, he's that's, good in that. Like, because when, when he pops up in air- Yeah. I was like, he's about to cook. He's, and he's, but also- Everybody in that movie is good. Like yeah. every every performance in that movie rocks. And he comes in as like he's like the Adidas guy or something, right? Like he's like yes. the Adidas representative and he just crushes in his scenes. He's so good. I was like, "Oh, if he was just doing this all the time, he'd I don't know, be in more maybe in more things, but I he probably he works enough and now he doesn't really need to." Yeah, I know what's going on with that guy. Uh, the <laughs> anyway, he he is just like a a really strange career. I yeah. mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but yeah, he's yeah he was 
it's also like he he's a he's a person who he's like really his look has really changed as he's gotten older. Yeah, you know, so he's it's kind of like an Alec Baldwin where like you look at young there was like a young hunky Alec Baldwin and now there's like you know an old booze bloated murderer Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's just like a completely different type type of guy, you know. Yeah, and yeah, so definitely. He pl- so it, I, I think that that kind of info. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Anyway, that that was a complete tangent. Uh, so Sarah, we don't do that here. We don't do that. Sarah sees her dad wounded. He's looking at her picture of her, like I said, and then he gets blown the fuck away. Uh, then we're back at Eden HQ where Rayman goes into the uh, giant holding cell for Frog. Uh, he's getting one of the clear. He's in the, one of the, a magneto clear cell, uh, drinking juice boxes. He's got a black eye. He's getting the shit beaten out of him. Yeah. Um, Rayman complains about why he was fired. You know, like how he got taken off the air. And Frog asks him what he expects, like, for visiting a terrorist. But Frog also tells him, like, the only thing that got you in trouble is when you spoke your truth. When you said that, like, there's injustice and at hybrids and people from other dimensions being treated differently um, than uh, than humans. Uh, we're back at the beach bar. So we're just cutting back and forth between yeah. these different realities. Wrapping some are real, everybody's Some arcs. are in VR, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we're back at the beach bar. Alex is shirtless. Uh, shows horny. He's telling Dolph that all that that death is only an option in this VR world. You can you can just sort of hang out if you want to. Uh, Marcus steps in and says, "Welcome to your dream, Laser Hawk." He says the VR is giving him a peaceful life away from the suffering. Uh, Jade is there, back to life. Paige is there, back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a volleyball. Cody Rhodes is just hanging out on the court in the background. That's a fun detail. I love I loved seeing. <laughs> Our old friends, even though we just saw them, it's, yeah, it's 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 a mini series after all. We didn't miss them, get that much time to miss them, but it was a, nice. To a, see short them. a short mini series. A short mini series. A short mini series. Then we're at the interrogation. Rayman narrates. I like that. Love this isometric pair, a pixel look as he's you know talking. It's kind of kind of like a Sim City sort of perspective as he's talking through you know what he thought he was going to get out of life that he had thought a scholarship would give him a, 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 a as as an outsider he thought give, having a scholarship would give him an edge over regular people's natural advantages mm-hmm. but it doesn't the world doesn't really work that way uh, rayman says eden gives him everything but frogs like it's only a matter of time before you're labeled a terrorist then Fro- uh, frog blows a bubble that shows, you know, he's got these bubbles that he can blow that either show the past or the future or some sort of reality that shows Rayman navigating or I'm sorry, narrating over propaganda uh, intercut with shots of people starving and being brutalized. And Rayman realized how complicit he is in this. And he fucking pukes for what for some yes. reason, seeing Rayman puke to me was more upsetting than watching him do cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it kind like, of, that seems he shouldn't be. Puking. I agree. I don't want to see anybody throwing up. Yeah. Do all the coke you want. Yeah, don't maybe. throw up. Yeah, I don't want to see that shit. Uh, Pukes, he's like, I'm a monster. Frog says he didn't need a friendly face for the propaganda, tells him to be careful. Rayman, I'm sorry, Rayman and Frog are engaged in this, and then Red enters to see them in conversation. Uh, Red calls Rayman filthy alien scum again, knocks him the fuck out, uh, and then Frog taunts Red, uh, but that gives Rayman time to escape. Uh, So I guess he's knocked knocked down, but not out. Yeah. uh, Because he gets up and he scampers out of there. Do you think, well, you say scampers. Do you think he maybe used his ears as a helicopter? Totally possible he did that. I mean, we don't see it. It takes place off camera. But yeah, that would explain the speed and the uh, the stealth he was able to use to get out of there. <laughs> so, okay, so we're at, we're on a beach at night. We're back in the VR reality with Dolph. Um, get, get this, you know, uh, this blue light look to it. Dolph is lying in Alex's arms under a palm tree. Says that killing him didn't make anything better. He talks about how he should have listened to Frog about being wary of the path of vengeance. 
Mm-hmm. And Dolph is like, look, I-, I need to get back to Night City because I left a man behind. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, you, you sound just like Sam Fisher. Um, Marcus is back at this point and is like, you have a long journey ahead of you, Laser Hawk. And Dolph wakes up outside the doors in the wasteland. Um, so I guess he kind of just like passed the test by mm-hmm. here. They're like, here, here's this heaven you could live in. You could just be at this beach bar chilling for all the time, playing volleyball uh, with people that, that with your friends who died. You don't have a worry in the world. But he's like, no, I still have some sort of purpose in life. And that is to rescue somebody. And so he is freed from this reality. And he wakes up outside the doors in the wasteland. Um, he walks up to the abandoned car. Uh, it gets a good luck fisher and gets in. Oh, or gives a good luck fisher and gets in. Yeah. So Sarah is in her reality. She has her leg shot off uh, like that dude Min uh, back mm-hmm. in episode two. Uh, she's among a bunch of other injured war casualties. And she's telling herself it isn't real as she's in like this like kind of bombed out, you know, residence. They're all they're all hiding inside. Um Young animated Sarah appears and tells digitized live action adult Sarah that this is the reality they created. Uh, she then turns into adult animated Sarah and continues the convo. And we get Sarah apologizing to Sarah basically for uh, her youthful misdeeds. Marcus then appears. It is wild. Lots going on. Uh, but it's cool. Marcus then appears and Sarah is released from her VR stasis. And then we're inside the VR facility where Marcus said he was looking forward to watching her suffer like he suffered, uh, but says Laserhawk vouched for her. He's on to, he's on the way to Night City to save Frog, and Marcus is like, if Eden's forces are on their way, they got work to do, and they shake hands. And then Sarah says, and Matt, I was shocked. Nick, I thought I was going to go through this this episode, watching episode five, yeah. being like, I guess I wasn't shocked this time. Yeah. But I was shocked. I was shocked. Because Sarah's like, I've got some unfinished business here. And a virus blasts into Marcus's system. And Sarah reveals she's evil. She's been this whole this whole thing was a was a was a ruse. This was a feint. She was pretending to be redeemed, but really she was evil and working for Eden the whole time. She grows mechanical spider legs. I just wrote my notes, this is insane. And she she pulls a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, classic George W. Bushism, um, as we end this episode. So she's betrayed. Here, here's the thing, and I, I'm fooled curious what you times, thought. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> I'm curious what you thought, Matt, because for me, I was like, kind of like, well, I get what the show is doing because we talked about this maybe last week or the week before, where we we're like. You know, it's kind of at every at every turn, whatever the obvious choice is, it's trying to make a different choice to try to just keep stay ahead of the audience. And so I get that by this point, having her content be redeemed, having her be on the side of good and team up with Laserhawk as we've been set as we set up. That's the expectation. Right. So it's finding a way to subvert that and be like, actually, she was working undercover the whole time. But I don't know how earned or justified it is. Like, I was mm. kind of like, hmm, I might be out on this. I don't know. I was sort of surprised. I mean, obviously, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm not saying I wasn't shocked, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it's because of the the nature of the the length of the show itself. Maybe there wasn't enough runway to to feel like that choice was earned. Maybe, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I I I still I still enjoyed it. I, I I think I think a twist that late in the game like that when we had spent maybe so much time with this character already thinking that she was one way 
Yes. Uh, maybe maybe that's what you mean. Maybe that's sort of like, oh, like I thought we learned all this stuff about her. And then if she's actually like this, then why'd you make me care to begin with? Well, I I mean, I mean yes, there there is that element, but yeah. I also I think I think it's more so that and may, I, 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 maybe if I rewatched episode four, I'd see it's more seated. It's 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 in there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think it's 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 more that it's just like if this was all a an act, then that's a that's a just a that's just a lot. That's just like a lot of the show that that is now dedicated to her, like putting on airs, her like pretending to to you know uh, uh, setting up this fiction. Um, and it's also sort of a little bit. It it seems perhaps a little bit more a, a little bit overly a little bit overly elaborate for the outcome, like going to this length. Yeah. But also, but you know, whatever. It's 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 fine. I, I it's just it just to me it it felt a little bit out of nowhere. Um, but uh, but we're gonna roll with it into episode six. Unless you have any other thoughts in episode five. Uh, no other thoughts. I, I'm glad we got to be shocked uh, again. Um, and- yeah, it's part of the fun of the show. You do get shocked. <laughs> So episode six, uh, title episode six, starts with a mandatory viewing warning, which we've grown accustomed to at this point, and we are watching the Eden Late Show Retribution Day special with Rayman. Uh, Rayman himself, the actual Rayman, is mm-hmm. undercover watching in a diner as this is playing. Uh, so propaganda Rayman is is talking through this. Bullfrog is about to be executed as an enemy of the state. We see Dolph driving through the race, the wasteland, listening to all this on the radio. But as he's driving, his car... Uh, his big yellow cab gets a virus, and his car flips. Yeah. Uh, he also gets Trojan infection in progress, and it's coming from his left arm. And he pieces it together that it, this is the arm that Sarah worked on. Uh, meanwhile, fake TV Rayman announces the Niji Six. It's the six, right? There's six yes. of them. And their soldiers are on their way to the wasteland to finish off the resistance, and we go to the title card. When he figures out that she, like, uploaded a virus to his arm yeah just cold just dirty just yeah. bad so we're at the wasteland we're in the facility uh the uh, where the where uh, they were doing the vr th- uh, dealy and uh sarah again mechanical spider legs she's telling marcus that she just needed laser hawk to inve- infect marcus's vr facility this was all part of her plan to get inside uh as this is happening a bunch of drones come in and sarah says she's only still breathing like she's like oh you're gonna threaten me you're only still breathing because I want it this way. Uh, but then Marcus barricades himself behind a blast door and unleashes the drones. They all go after her. And Sarah uses her spider legs to deflect a bunch of drone bullets as Marcus starts to destroy the virus. I mean, this is cool looking. Cool oh, looking yeah. Really cool looking. Uh, so then we go to a diner bathroom where Rayman is having a back and forth with his old self in a bathroom mirror about what he's going to do about them using his image to kill hybrids. And... He takes out his gun and blasts the mirror. Now, here's what I wrote in my notes here. Couldn't this have been a more fun Rayman gun? Because it is just kind of a normal gun. Yeah, like it could have been like a, like what kind of gun you think? I don't know. Just like, you know, he's got like the finger guns, right? Or the plunger gun. I mean, like oh, I think he's yeah. got like a few different uh, things that he's used. I just typed in Rayman gun and the first picture that comes up is him just like holding a, a real gun. Yeah, so he's not like a guy who normally uses a gun. I just kind of like, yeah. I feel like it should have been something a little bit more. The plunger you know. gun is good. Yeah, I do a little like bit to more see that. Rayman-y. Um, but you know, whatever. I see this post online. I don't know what the reference to this is. Oh, it's a. It says, "Why is Rayman using a gun? Is he stupid?" And it, and it's a screenshot from a Rayman game where he's using a gun. 
Maybe he does. Maybe he's, it's established he uses a gun. Uh, I guess he way. is stupid. I mean, he's pretty. He's kind of dumb in this canon, although he <laughs> kind of figures it out. Figures out he's being used. So he emerges from the diner. Uh, he is wigged, and he is now calling himself Ramon. So that's his undercover alias. We're that's back really the- good, though, because it's like not. Yeah, you could have gone that different. You could have done done Raymond, which is kind of yeah. right there. But Ramon feels a little bit more like he's you know he's made a little bit of effort, but it's still still close to still the same number of syllables. Yeah, I uh, like we're, it a lot. I, I'm 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 pro Ramon. Uh, Wasteland is where we're at next. Red and the other Niji are there to take out the rebels. They spot Dolph on the radar. And they go after him in a huge Eva uh, as the sergeant of the military tells them to stop. They're like, hey, d- don't do that. But like, you know, Red is just like, that's that fucking guy. I hate that guy. And he's going to go over his head. Um, sergeant says Dolph isn't a threat. Uh, but then Dolph blasts him away. And his arm, because it's been infected with this virus, I guess, is giving him warnings as he fires, as he just shoots shots at all these soldiers. Uh, and Red and the Niji go after him. We cut to back the to we cut back to the VR facility, and it is a cool you know aesthetic thing that Marcus as he's taking out the virus he's in like this overhead sort of four bit shooter it kind of looks like you know it's like a pre NES like ColecoVision Atari twenty six hundred era of gaming, um like a missile command sort of thing sort of setup I, I it might it actually might be a reference to a specific game but mm-hmm. I didn't clock what it was yeah same. But he's kind of got that look. It's it's that look as that's happening. Uh, Sarah is telling him to open up the blast doors, and he's not doing it. He's going after the virus. Uh, so Sarah, you got all these dead sec members that are all like stored. And what is it exactly? Are they are they gelled? Are they're not cryogenically frozen? They're in yeah. some sort of stasis. Yeah, maybe they're in. It's well, it's not a bacta tank because that's Star Wars only. Yeah, I don't think it's a bacta tank. You don't think it's a bacta tank? Probably so not yeah, a bacta tank. I don't know. Then I yeah it's maybe they're just maybe they're just in um they're just they're gooed they're in some sort of goo like some sort some sort of goo induced suspended animation yeah 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 so they're all there these are these are Marcus's friends and allies and Sarah just is like threatening them she goes up and she just fucking murks one of them just fucking blasts him in the head as they're fucking sleeping just kills <laughs> them in their cocoon um and Marcus is like fuck and opens the blast doors as per her demands because she's gonna keep killing him. Back at the wasteland, we just got this big battle sequence uh, where Dolph is battling the uh, giant Niji Eva uh, and is getting wrecked. Uh, the Eva's going to kill him, going to fucking blow him away. When Rayman comes on a giant blimp projector screen and they get distracted. This was a thing where, and I know this is this is in the original Blade Runner too, mm-hmm. but the blimp with the projected thing on it, I feel like we could up our blimps and... Put some, put some like full. I mean, I guess they just use them for ads, but still, I wouldn't, I wouldn't honestly even mind an ad, like a video ad on a blimp. I see so many video ads anyway. Just give me something on a blimp. And you know what? I think we're also we're underutilizing the blimp technology as it is. I agree. How much? When was the last time you even saw a blimp? I probably haven't seen a blimp in like five years. Uh, the 405 freeway, if you just drive south, there yeah. is a, uh, here in, here in Southern California, we, I think you get past Carson, California, and the Goodyear blimp is like docked by the freeway. So you'll uh. regularly, you'll probably see this sometimes, Matt, you may have come across this just driving down yeah. to a, to Lakewood, Long Beach of just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you'll just see the blimp just sometimes when it's not in the air, just, just sitting on the ground there. It's kind What of good cool. is it doing down there? Put that fucker up. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, these blimps should be circulating 24-7. Do you know? I was I was just remembering this fact, and I just Googled it to be sure. Yeah. 
that there are only 25 blimps in the whole world. Yeah, there aren't that many, and there there aren't that many blimp pilots either. It's a very rare profession. I don't know how you get into it. Should, should we try? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's a good second act for us. Yeah, second Hindenburg, day one for us. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so there's Rayman comes on a giant blimp projector screen and and starts talking, and they all get distracted because they're like, oh shit, this thing's gonna go, this execution's gonna go down. Rayman asks one last question before the execution. Do you have any regrets? And there's kind of like this who wants to be a millionaire music playing as a bullfrog gives his his answer, which is, I'm sorry for my comrades Jade, Paige, and Cody Rhodes. I should have been there for him and sends his well wishes to Dolph Laserhawk. Uh, everyone boos this, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Booing is funny. Booing is funny. And it would happen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, during this live execution. Um, yeah. Uh, so Rayman throws the commercial. Uh, meanwhile, the, the Niji Eva... Uh, stomps on Dolph, but the crater, like it, it's like fucking big, big foot goes down. But then the crater, Dolph, uh, in the crater, uh, underneath the foot, Dolph is holding the leg up, and then he throws the Eva with his powerful cyber arm. And then we just get like a cool, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just sort of breeze through it in a sentence or two. But it's an extended action sequence where Dolph fights the Niji and the troops uh, as his arm and cyberware are starting to fight against him. So like, you know, he's both empowered, but also like he kind of has, uh, you know, it's kind of a taking over for him at times. And mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just a it's just a great fight sequence that ends with a basically a neutron bomb exploding. Yes. Yeah, really uh, a, a dazzling sequence for sure. Yeah, looks great. We're back at the Rayman studio where they say the execution is imminent. Uh, and there's a, then we get to a, this Rayman show is on TV in a conference room with a meeting of assassins. And a troop enters, one of these shock troops, one of these infantry comes in for the Eden Corporation with a radio call from the front lines. Um, I think it's Omega who's the leader. They all have like Greek names, Greek letter names. Yeah. Um, and uh, scolds the sergeant. One of the this is one of the assassins scolds the sergeant for getting defeated by one guy, uh, and then in the hallway the the this this troop goes out there. He's like been you know defenestrated. He goes out there and and he sees Rayman, and Rayman uses his floating hand to his advantage to go around him and chop him in the back. I like this. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that's, a good, that's good how Rayman you bit. that's how you use your Rayman stuff exactly. Uh, Rayman enters the meeting and he headshots one assassin and gets them all to sit down. And Rayman's like, you got to call off the execution. Uh, Omega calls the studio and orders them to call off the execution now uh, under under this threat of uh, them all being killed. Um, and then TV Rayman uh, stops the countdown with, I, I guess, a child who's been recruited from the audience to flip the switch mm-hmm. on the electric chair. Um, from Omega's order, uh, because of Omega's orders, so the the assassins, um, conference has called off the execution uh, via Rayman. Then we go to the way, so Frog will survive. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, my boy. It's a lot going on. Yeah, there's so much going there's, on. The show's the show is very dense, and the it show's flies. Doing stuff. A, it's doing stuff. It never stops doing stuff. It no. just kind of keeps going. Just a, just a fucking conveyor belt going off the rails. Uh, we're back at the Wasteland VR facility. It's like that episode uh, of I Love Lucy. It's very I Love Lucy-esque. So Sarah sits on Marcus's throne, and Marcus is, like, you know, subjugated on his knees in front of her. Uh, She taunts him, but she's like, you know what? I don't like this world either. And she reveals that Eden Corp is a descendant of the Templar Order. All right. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
<laughs> sure. This show that has already sort of like dense lore, sure. Give us well, more of that. I mean, this is like this this is the thing. This is like an Assassin's Creed tie-in, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's just all okay, we're trying to find ways to make the canon of the show tie into existing, you know, Ubisoft IP. Um, and uh, that's that's one way that Eden Corp is just like the latest whatever of, of all, all these sort of uh, totalitarian bad guys. They're all just come from the same source. They've yeah. all been around for uh, countless generations. So she's like, we need new blood, and Marcus can help Eden change. Um, and the sequencing is a little bit of like where I, I think the I think the, the way these lines are are is is that Marcus is like correct me if I'm wrong about the sequencing. I think mm-hmm. I have it on my own. So Marcus is like, who the hell are you? And Sarah starts to reply. She says like I'm and then Dolph enters and is like finishes her thought, the biggest piece of shit I've ever met. Yeah, Hard to no, recover no, from that. That sounds about right. It's a it's such imagine. Somebody who you didn't even know was going to be coming in, yeah, comes in and just roasts you that hard. It's like if you said you were saying to me, Matt, you were like, "Hey, Nick, how you doing?" And I, I, I'm like, "Well, well, I'm." And then someone else comes into the room and it's just like a fucking idiot into the microphone. I'm just like, "Well, gee, what am I supposed to do now?" Yeah. Well, Heather could do that. Heather could. That's the kind of thing Heather would do. <laughs> But she's not here. So Dolph enters. He's all fucked up. He's gotten his ass kicked. Uh, But he's like, I destroyed the entire army. (laughs) I also laughed out loud. I was like, okay. I guess we don't have that much time. Yeah, you know what? Maybe the show just rips. Maybe it's just great. It's just good. Uh, the uh, so and and part of this is that we cut to his POV and we get the shot of his own like HUD mm-hmm. and it's like kind of this malfunctioning like Saturn era you know a- a- aesthetic to it. It looks really really cool. I really like that shot. Um, Dolph grabs her hand and says beep and explodes both of them. We have another fucking Edge Runners ending. All the main characters are dead at the end of the season. We we also see a dead Rayman as part of this. Yeah. So it's just like they're all fucking dead now. They're dead now? They're dead now. But they're dead now because yeah. then Sarah reemerges as a pure cyberware spider. All of her flesh has uh, been melted away. Yeah. She's basically so she's, gone cyber psycho. She's full on cyber psycho. Uh, so she's just all metal spider. And then we get a reboot scene. Uh, and mid credit 16-bit JRPG cutscene with Dolphin Sam Fisher. So I guess Sam Fisher's still around, and yeah. it's like, this is where we fight back, and then we get a continue, and then yes is selected. So I guess season two of Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, is in the cards, unlike Cyberpunk Edgerunners, where very yeah. much they've closed the book on anything more. That um, was the, kind of the... With those characters. Well, first of all, when all those characters got killed, I was shocked. And then... Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely shocked. 100% shocked. I see here that the show, so far, yeah, doesn't... It's not confirmed if there will be another season, but I would I would love there to be because I had a blast watching this. It's a very fun show. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think it would. It's a different. It would no doubt a different experience just watching it versus like, oh, I got to comment on this thing. I got to make sure I'm taking notes. So yeah. I think if you just sort of like are watching it and and hey, I'll, we'll certainly hear some of this when when we get uh some some listener feedback on a future episode. I think if you're just sort of like like just taking it all in, it's dense 
and it's fast, but it's also fun uh, and and unrelenting. So I don't know. I, I yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to see where they go with it with future seasons if they have. I also don't know how it's doing. I assume it's doing well. But, you know, Netflix is so inscrutable, they intentionally don't give any information on how their stuff is doing. So yeah. Knows. The, the thing about it that I think is interesting is that, like, this tone and this sort of, like, style of thing could feel, if not done correctly, could feel like it's overstaying its welcome or sort of like, okay, we get it. It's sort of like an edgy world where, you know, these characters that usually aren't edgy are and all this, you know, kind of crazy yeah. stuff's happening. But it doesn't it can feel... feel- Right. It could feel try hard and cringe if done poorly. Yeah. And it's it's but it, it it's done it, it and it has that sort of like that that sort of edgelord sensibility and like, you know, some of the stuff is kinda like, all right, but it's also just overall there's enough emotional connection between the characters and um and the world is pretty well developed and, and you know, all the aesthetic shifts are really fun where uh yeah, if, if I had any issues with any of that, it was it was relatively minor. It didn't really lessen my enjoyment. Yeah, and I, this is a this is a very, very fun show. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh yeah, uh, I'm re- I'm really glad we watched it and no. then I guess We'll see what we're gonna what we're gonna watch next week. Okay, we figured it out. Next week, <laughs> we are going to be talking about Pokemon the movie two thousand. But Matt, here's what we're gonna do. Uh-huh. We are going to do a commentary for the film. Yeah. So we're going to like you have this option. You can listen to it like a normal episode. Uh, or if you want, there will be a timestamp where if you want to sync it up with the movie. Pokemon the Movie 2000, and play ours as a commentary track. You'll have that option as well. But basically, what we have done is we will record our... What, we, what we're going to do is we are going to record us uh, talking over our viewing of the film. Yeah, so you know, you could you could listen along, eat some popcorn. There you go. Turn all the lights off. You could have nachos, too. You could have nachos. You could eat a hot dog. You could get get an, you can get an Icy from somewhere. Get some dipping Dots. Because I know you don't got a fucking Icy machine at home. Well, you might. You might. I, you know what? Hadn't considered that Richie Rich might be one of our listeners. That I think would is definitely on the checklist of like kid dream purchases. That yeah. whole IC machine, and then you have to maintain it. Well, that's the thing. But if you're like Richie Rich, you just get someone to do that for you. Well, if you're Richie Rich, you don't even get somebody to maintain it. You just buy a new one. Oh, this one's out of IC. I'll go buy a new one. Actually, I'm bored of IC. I'm gonna get a, a Slurpee machine now. Yeah, I yeah. Get that one. And the then, maintenance is even more expensive. Then you go th- through slush puppies and all the right. other variants. And, and you, you know, know, I'll just get a Smoothie King franchise installed on the ground level of my mansion. Did anyone ever beat Richie Rich's ass? This is the thing. He's got like robot bodyguards. Oh, so you can't touch the guy. Kid. Okay, well, anyway, so we're gonna be watching. Uh, we're gonna be watching Pokemon the movie two thousand, doing it as a commentary track. That's right. Watch along with us. Enjoy the movie, and Richie Rich, pay your taxes, dog. You fucking rich bitch. Pay your taxes, Richie, and you get animated. <laughs>